You are listening to the Menswear Mindset. This is a podcast done in collaboration with Austin Robertson from Gentleman's Avenue and myself, Louis Jeremita from Aspiring Gent. The goal of this podcast is to inspire men to dress better and to understand the role of clothing in their everyday life, as well as with our shared experience in consulting and tailoring hopefully share some insights we have in the industry as we both grow as menswear retailers. Thank you guys for listening and please enjoy the menswear mindset. Good afternoon or good morning, ladies and gentlemen, whatever time that you're uh, listening to this. We're glad that you're joining. This is Austin, co-host of the menswear mindset with my good friend, Lewis, also co-host. Also (laughs) co-host. There is no hierarchy. No one's a, a bigger host than the other. We're both even here. No, exactly. Some might be valued more by the listeners, but we'll never know and we, that. And we, and we know it's me. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Awesome. So uh. <laughs> we posted, well, we tried to post this not, not too long ago, but uh, this is something that we felt that would benefit a lot of people, um, specifically men, because hashtag is where mindset. There you go. Uh, we're talking dress codes. I mean, dress codes, unfortunately, nowadays, it's just, it's so muddled. I mean, it's so, no one really knows, well, specifically like business casual, and, and we'll tackle that in a second, but, you know, people, like everyone's gone casual, but everyone has a different version of casual. So yeah. what we're trying to do today is to kind of break that down and make it a lot simpler for you. Exactly. I think that as we go on with time, there is just humongous gray areas with dress code, and that's kind of what we're hoping to decipher. Um, so the, kind of the format of how we're going to do this is we're going to take the time just walking through just the different dress, like the most common dress code types out there and kind of putting our mainstream generic de- definition description of them. And then we'll like throw in our two cents of like when you should wear it, how you should wear it, things you can wear with it. Um, yeah. But let's start with you want to start with the most formal, or you want to just kind of quickly cover that and move on to the just next level of formal. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's pretty simple, and so I mean we'll just start from the the most formal and go down. Uh, so the the most formal is going to be white tie. You know that's tails. You know, top hat. Um, you know, it, it's the white Marcelo. Uh, front shirt with the white bow tie and white waistcoat. Um, there's really no deviation or creativity when it comes to this. It's really one specific look. Um, but really, un- unfortunately, I would say unfortunately in the American society, it's not something that we see. Uh, if you're if you're outside of royalty or you know the the elite of the elite, it's not something that the common man is going to attend or go to. Exactly. It's such a level of formality that if you are invited to an event like this, most chances are you kind of know what to expect as far as what to wear. Um, Yeah. And luckily, since it's such a traditional look, there's not much deviation. So those items that Austin just mentioned are pretty much what you're going to wear in every case for every event. So there's not too much to worry about with white tie formal. Yeah, and it's, you know, like I said, it is the most formal, and, and, you know, if you're invited to one, absolutely go. Uh, Make sure you get a, you know, properly fit, you know, pale coat and everything like that. But Mm -hmm. um, it's, like I said, you know, for the, the, I'd say that for the common man, 
we're really not going to be invited to that. But I have seen at a couple symphonies, um, the like the conductor and some of the orchestra will actually wear white tie. Yeah, uh, which is kind of cool. Where it makes it a little more common, um, especially in our society. But really, unfortunately, not as much. Uh, talking about black tie formal, uh, black tie creative. One of the things that I like about it is. It can seem very complicated because you see these companies with very flamboyant, bright tuxedos uh, that they're trying to push on people. Where do you think that fits in, if at all, when somebody wears a tuxedo? You know what I mean? I think with any dress code, you really need to consider a few things. Uh, whether, I mean, that's work, uh, it, you know, it's like a culture, whether that's uh, like an event. Consider the the venue, like actually physically where you're going, the culture, and also the people group. So, you know, if you're going to a very conservative event, and you know it's say it's a it's some kind of political event. Mm -hmm. In politics, you know, clothing is not supposed to be a point of conversation. So, you know, you're keep it very subtle, keep it very simple and easy. Don't don't really deviate too much. Uh, if it's more for fashion or this, that, and the other, whatever it may be, you've got you've got some room to to experiment a little bit more. So you've got to consider where you're going and who's going to be there, just to make mm -hmm. sure you're being respectful of that. No, that's pretty solid. Because um, yeah, personally, obviously, if you're going to an event where you know most of the people are going to be wearing a loud tux or something of that nature, um, definitely mm -hmm. wear it. But if it were me, I would almost put that to like more of like a business dress attire. So if you wanted to go really funky with like a business event, that's where you kind of pull out the crazy, bold, paisley tuxedo jackets when you're like doing yeah. something like that. Um, but I know since we talked about this in the last episode, and I agree that when you're invited to an actual like formal black tie event, a black tuxedo is pretty much the right answer yes absolutely and so like i said you know you've got to consider where you're at so we're, we're going to kind of lump these together so what i wrote down was three different versions so there's black tie black tie optional and then black tie creative mm -hmm. if it says black tie optional wear a tuxedo yeah. if it says black tie wear a tuxedo if it says optional and you physically don't have a tuxedo and you don't have the money to purchase one that's okay, you know, don't take shame in that. What you can actually do is wear a good dark suit, a navy. Navy is the most casual, but if you've got a black suit, wear the black suit, white shirt with French cuffs, and then a black bow tie. That will kind of be a tuxedo alternative where it's still appropriate, even though you may not yeah. have ex you know, exactly a tuxedo. Exactly. So you'll get away with that. Now, for Being the people the listening, why do you say... If you if it's black tie op optional, make sure you wear a tuxedo. Why are you firm on that? There's fewer and fewer fewer. If there's fewer and fewer formal events, and so if you're invited to one, go all out. Have mm -hmm. fun. Wear a tuxedo. When's the next time you're going to be able to wear a tuxedo? Don't exactly. wear one. Purchase one because when it's tailored to you, it looks completely different. Because when you go to a you know, like a men's warehouse, or if you go to any of these other big box chains and they have a rental or something like that, they're just putting clothing on you. It's not really fitting you properly. So mm -hmm. that's why I would say purchase one, especially if you're invited to 
uh, like one to three per year, invest in a tuxedo because it's going to, it's going to pay for itself. You know, the more that you wear it, um, that that's my, that's my recommendation on that. Yeah. Um, like I said, you know, I, I understand that some people just don't have the money for it and they may want, want to purchase one, but they just can't. So if you've got a well-tailored black suit, white shirt with fringe cuffs, then, you know, both tie, you can get away with it. That'll, that'll still be okay. Yeah. And I, I definitely agree. I feel like when somebody puts down black tie optional, it's more of the fact that they're trying to help out the people who can't afford a tuxedo or can't justify a tuxedo. So if you're in that boat, take the courtesy and don't wear one. But if you can, one, it shows respect to the person who's hosting the event. Cause when it's black tie optional, they really mean we want you in black tie, but if you can't, we understand. Um, so one, show them that respect. And also you don't want to be the guy who just barely meets the dress code. You don't want to yeah. be the guy like, Oh, like let's just say, and normally I don't deal in what ifs, but if you are the only guy that took the optional route and everybody else is in a tuxedo, then you're at a lower level than the people who decided to actually go all out, buy a tuxedo. I mean, you'd probably surpass the people in the rental tuxes, but still. Yeah. Thought that counts. Absolutely. And then uh, one of them is black tie creative. You don't see that very often. Mm -hmm. It's usually around the holiday season. But, you know, that's when you can do like a like a tartan dinner jacket with a pair of gray flannel trousers and then a uh, pair of like velvet uh, Prince Albert slippers or, you know, something like that. You know, it's just it's it's still formal, but it's not the typical formal. One thing I will say and I've been talking to a lot of people about this recently, is that I I really don't think that uh, I don't think that anyone has bad style. Now, this is what I mean by that. Style is your expression. It's an outward expression of your internal personality. Mm-hmm. So everyone's got their own style, so you can't necessarily say that it's wrong. So you know, if I see, uh, you know, a lo- young lady who chooses to, you know, have the side of her head shaved, she's wearing the thick combat boots and she's goth, I can't say that's a bad style because that's her expression. Now, changing that, so there's a difference between style and taste. I mean, everyone mm-hmm. has a good style because it's, it's theirs, but that's where taste comes into question. So, taking that, I've got a red dinner jacket, which is my, my favorite. It's a, um, it's a rope shoulder. It's like a crimson red, kind of a, like a red orange. Wide shawl, shawl lapel, one button. Um, I did three sleeve ones instead of four, which is usually the classic. But instead of a uh, fabric-covered satin button, I went with a gold button. Mm. And then I did a turn-back gauntlet cuff on the sleeve. The reason I did that is because I was very inspired by like British riding jackets. You know, they would have, like I said, the contrast collar on the back, side vents, different things like that. I wanted to take a, a dinner jacket and, and 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 make it with that inspiration in mind. So even though it's outside of the rules, quote unquote rules of black tie, it's like that's not something that you do. It's my style and it's mm-hmm. my expression. Like I, I like those small little details. So even though I might be breaking the rules, I understand and I have studied them up to this point where I'm truly expressing myself because I'm being confident, I'm being comfortable, and that's truly who I am. That goes back to understanding the rules first and foremost. Yeah, and going back off what you said, and I think you would agree, style, you can't be wrong with your style 
but the execution can be butchered pretty badly. Um, Yeah. And I think that's kind of where it comes down to, because yeah, your personal style could be baggy suits, poorly ironed dress shirts and a tie that's loose on your neck. But I mean, the execution isn't there and you've kind of failed, but Hey, if that's actually, if you intentionally put that together, then that's your style. And we can't say you're wrong, but it just looks wrong. And that's kind of, I mean, that's how you want to be presented. I mean, there's nothing that any professional could say to change your mind, mm-hmm. but that's where taste comes into question because people have good style. It's just their, their taste comes into question. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that, that's my two cents on that. So kind of going down the scale of formality, why don't you take cocktail attire? Cocktail what attire. Would, so, so what's the definition of cocktail attire? In my opinion, I mean, since doing like research on this and like talking to some people, from what I heard is it's kind of just like, I would actually say it's almost a step down from business. Because business, you're wearing a suit, you're wearing a tie, Usually the cocktail is after you leave the business hours and you're taking off the tie. You're maybe throwing on a different jacket. You're kind of mixing things up a little bit. Um, But the way I take it, um, I like to use it more as an an outlet to be able to kind of express myself on the more formal side. So if if you have like black tie creative, I would say like cocktail is business creative. I guess is how I would look at it. How about you? I'd agree with every point except for it being below business. I consider it actually a little above business, like between, um, and, and this is off the knowledge that I've, that I've, I've gone with so far. So the, the difference in cocktail attires, you know, it's, you know, a solid dark suit, charcoal, medium gray, navy, black, um, Solid shirt, solid or, or subtle pattern tie, um, but it's it's done intentionally different. So that's mm-hmm. why I would say it's a little different from from business. Because with business, you know, you could do a striped shirt, you could do a pink shirt, you yeah, can yeah, do yeah. different colored tie, but it's a little more subdued. But it's a different look. If that makes sense. no, I, I definitely agree. And I think, sorry, I'm moving away from the mic. It's hard to hear me, but I think that. And I think also where you're from, it makes a difference too, because obviously in Erie, Pennsylvania, why can't I find the charging port? There we go. In Erie, Pennsylvania, the the highest formality you're probably going to get is like black tie optional, and that's for like this huge medical ball that they have. So, I mean, and even that, a lot of people think that a black suit is going to be just fine for the event. So... I think it depends on where you live a little bit because we just had an event recently where the event was cocktail attire. And Mm -hmm. to them that meant a shirt, a tie, and dress pants. So No jacket. No jacket, yeah. I mean some people did. Some people Uh, understood what that was and they did it. Yeah. I um I took full off full advantage to like dress like really I wore like a black suit. I didn't wear a tie, but like a nice dark navy blue button up um but yeah some people they just didn't understand so to them it was like what would i have if i was going out for cocktails okay let's dress that up a little bit um i do think like for mat like technically yes i do think it is more more formal than business um 
But I think in the current culture, the way I take it is probably like at business level or like, like, like I said, like a creative version of a business level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, it's just, I've never You're hung up on that. <laughs> it's just, it's like something's missing. It's just, I mean, well, you also have to keep in mind is those people on a daily basis are wearing sneakers, jeans yeah. and a polo. Like that's, yeah. that's and, business. And, and one thing that we're going to re reiterate that this whole episode is if you're unsure, ask the host because mm -hmm. there's no shame in asking that. Like, Hey, I'm a, I'm a little unclear because for me, if I saw black, black tie optional, I'm wearing, I'm wearing a, you know, my tuxedo or I'm wearing my, uh, my dinner jacket with a pair of tuxedo trousers. Mm -hmm. If I say cocktail attire, I'm doing a suit, possibly even a three piece, something like that. So that's why it's probably best to ask the host. And if you dress up a little bit more over that, if you show up and then everyone's real casual, if you're wearing a tie, everything like that, like you can take the tie off. If everyone's real casual, you could take the jacket off. So it's easier to dress it down than to dress it up because you're, if you already walk in missing those pieces, you don't have anything. And exactly. You too much. You're like, oh, excuse me. You know, I got to use the restroom real quick. Bam. You can go change real quick and you'll be set and good to go. That'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think it's the aspect of ignorance, not in the fact of like guys just don't care. And some guys just don't care, but some guys just don't know and they're just uneducated. So yeah. like it's, it's always good to ask questions and it's always good to share like, hey, you know, this is kind of what we're, this is kind of what we're looking for. Yeah. Um, where do you think like the red carpet style would come into formality? And let me explain that real quick as far as like not like the Met Gala kind of crazy stuff, but like the more, <laughs> the more fashion forward, trendy, kind of breaking the rules a lot. Where do you think that falls in? Because I always thought that that was like a spinoff of like almost like a cocktail kind of thing where you just go a little yeah. bit more wild. How would you fit that into your scheme of formality? I would say that's closer to a black tie, black tie creative. Okay. Because for um, like even at the Met Gala, you know, we saw um, Tom Brady in like a like a midnight blue tuxedo or dinner jacket, and then A Rod was with uh, he was wearing this like pink dinner jacket or something like that. So he was still dressing appropriately to the Met Gala because if he just showed up in a black tuxedo, that would have been really boring. So he was yeah. still dressing his style. As far as I know, if that's truly a style or just a stylist was giving him some stuff, but he was still staying classic. So that, that's more like black tie creative. Now the Emmys, the Grammys, different stuff like that, you know, that's, that's closer to like black tie, black tie creative. But mm -hmm. what's in my opinion, really frustrating is that, you know, a lot of these, Actors and act actresses will just show up wearing a suit, no tie or anything like that. And you'll still see the people who are, you know, still classic and they've got a different look. Instead of a single-breasted peak lapel uh, with a bow tie, they're doing a double-breasted shawl lapel, something like that. You know, they're, they're changing it up, but they're still staying very, very classic. And so yeah. I'd say that goes more with the black tie creative, black tie optional type of dress code. Okay. Okay, glad we have the little chat. Um, so moving down the list, where do we find ourselves? Business, business casual. We're at business, business, business casual. We're kind of lumping those in a little. Let's get down to business. 
to defeat the Huns. Ha! Sorry. <laughs> Perfect. That was timed perfectly. Yep. Um, Hashtag 90s baby. <laughs> what do you think business is? What type of event do you wear business to? Obviously business, um, but mm. how would you if define If you that? show up making money, that's what you need to wear. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Zox that's does it in a sweater and jeans. It's what a weather. It's what a weather. Uh, that is more, I mean, for business, and, and keep in mind, business, business formal, you've got to keep in, keep in mind, like, where you're at. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to compare L.A. and New York, and I'm going to overgeneralize here. So in L.A., business formal may mean just sport coat, dress shirt, and a pair of khakis with some mm-hmm. loafers. Like, that's, I mean, obviously, like, they still wear suits every now and then, but, like, that's a really, really casual market. That's a very yeah. casual uh, culture. In New York, like, if you think of, like, Goldman Sachs was one of the last pillars of, like, true business dress. That's suit and tie, three-piece, you know, conservative, financial, you know, that's that's a completely different. So you've got to keep in, keep in mind where you're at. Um, here in Dallas, I mean, there's some companies that are, you know, business, business formal, and that's just a suit and tie. Um, so you can do three piece, you can do suit, but more than likely that's going to be a very conservative market where you're wearing blue shirt, white shirt, not even a pink charcoal, medium gray, navy or black suit, that type of thing. So there's very few places, there's fewer and fewer uh, institutions and businesses that are requiring that level of, of, of dress and formality. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I think that, yeah, in America currently, if you are attending an event that says business, as long as you wear a full suit, you're pretty much safe in almost every situation, unless you're like super backwoods rural then all bets are off at that point. Um, and most likely yep. you're probably not, it doesn't really matter what you wear if business is not a suit. Um, but I do agree with you, it does depend a lot. I think that's where once you like get past like formal black tie creative, it really does start breaking off demographically and like locationally on where you live. Um, yeah. But I do think those are two solid points. Uh, now casual though, I mean, pretty much all bets are off at that point. Like, now are you saying just casual or are you saying business casual? I'm saying casual. So like business, we kind of addressed, you're wearing like odd trousers, you're wearing a jacket, um, maybe a suit without a tie. Um, something casual is again, pretty universal in my opinion. Yeah. But, uh, so I mean, before we really attack that, I mean, one that we need to attack, which is the majority of dress codes now is business casual. Okay. But that's still a very unclear dress code. Um, because again, you got to take into account the demographic business casual. in in my opinion, it's sport jacket, you know, pattern shirt, no tie, pocket square, odd trousers, loafers, or a lace up shoe. Mm. Like that business casual. Now, a lot of people think that's very formal because you're wearing a jacket. But jackets can still be softly constructed. They can be unlined and, you know, other element patch pockets to make it look more casual. Um, but I think that's an element that's business casual. Some people consider business casual sports shirt, pair of trousers. Mm-hmm. That's it. So 
that's where you know it's got to go back to demographic. You've got to think what kind of industry you're in. If a, a business casual in finance, and then a business casual in I don't know, like a florist or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like a like a re like retail. I mean, that's really. I mean, at most that would be business casual. So, like I said, you got to take that. You got to take that into account too. Do you think jeans fall into business casual at all, or is that more casual? In my mind, I don't think you can say business and casual. Yeah, I don't think you can say business and jeans in the same really category. That, that's me. Maybe like business casual on a Friday, where it's really laxed, and you can wear like a pair of dark, like dark jeans, not medium wash, like a dark pair of jeans, like mm -hmm. a dressier pair of jeans. That would be me. And of course, this is coming from my opinion, where. I would recommend and even encourage people to dress up more than mm -hmm. you know they you know already typically do. But I'd say you know that goes that that's really got to go back to the demographic. And I don't want to you know if people are listening and like I'm looking for something specific. I mean, unfortunately, we can't give you specifics because being in a country of 300 million people, there's all exactly. different demographics. So you got to think of where you're at. And the point of style isn't to give you a specific guide for you to follow. You just give the outlines, and you're supposed to play within those and maybe even play outside of those the best you can. Um, personally, in my experience being an Erie, I would, I would lump jeans into business casual just because I think with the way people are making jeans, like a more of like a luxury, it can be such a luxury item now. I think that their jeans can be a luxury item. I think they can. I think um, the way that, Certain ones okay. are cut, or people. I mean, you can go get bespoke jeans that fit you perfectly, and I think those with paired with the right like sport coat or blazer and like some nice dress shoes, I think would be a very appropriate business casual, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I know as someone who wears jeans a lot. I mean, I'm wearing jeans to work a lot with just sport coats, suit tops that I'm just breaking up, um, sometimes like turtlenecks and stuff. Obviously, it's on the lower end of business casual in my mind, but I think that given most environments in America, it's it would probably pass in my thought process. You're you're right. And I mean, I can understand with points on that, but I would say I would disagree saying luxury in jeans because for, like for me, of course this is a different demographic, but luxury like a luxury item here would be considered like flannel trousers. Mm. And the reason is because it doesn't get cold very often. And so like we've got a pair of trousers at the shop that are like 320, 330, um, really well made, like super, maybe 110, 130s fabric, super soft, really comfortable, actually have a little bit of stretch in them. So it's not really something that you need. Mm -hmm. it, it's not like required, but it's nice to have it. And so the reason I say I would say jeans can't be a luxury item is because they're so readily available. And I mean, in that area, it's a lot more acceptable. Now it can be more luxurious in like the fabrics that you choose. If you're getting a cashmere with cotton denim blend, something like that. I think I can understand with that perspective, but overall, like the overarching opinion of jeans being yeah. luxury, I'm not so sure about that. Maybe, maybe luxury is not the right word. Um, maybe premium or um i don't know but what i'm trying to say is yeah it's yeah, not 
yeah, you can get you can get jeans anywhere at pretty much any price point. They're not hard to find, but they are becoming more of a premium product for most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, luxury is probably not the best word. I mean, some jeans would be considered luxury jeans just for like the amount of money that people pay for them, but yeah, <laughs> jeans as a whole are not luxury. Yeah. yeah, that makes total sense. Um, so that's why I wanted to, you know, suggest, you know, or, or talk about business casual is because that's the majority of, um, business dress codes now, because, mm-hmm. you know, again, that goes back to, you've got to, you've got to think about the culture. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's really what, what you need over everything. Um, and then the last thing is casual, which I think brings up a cool topic because usually when you think of casual dress, it's kind of like whatever you're feeling, but what are your thoughts about overdressing a dress code? So whether it be casual and you decide to wear a suit or it's black tie and you decide to wear a white tie, how do you think that matters? Cause I heard a quote a long time ago when I got into style, like there's no such thing as being overdressed. You're just well-dressed, but I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, try try wearing um, white tie to a, a coffee date and see how that goes. <laughs> so there's, there's really got to be some wisdom that, that, that goes into there. So, you know, I, I think there can be not – I'm not going to say gray areas, but, I mean, for example, like I'm always comfortable in a jacket. I, I never – I'm pretty much always wearing a jacket some form of jacket. And so if I'm meeting um, my friends at like a, like, like a bar and mm-hmm. we're going to go, you know, drink some beer and, and have a, uh, have a burger or something like that. I don't need to be all suited and booted, but what I would do is maybe have a casual suit. Now, now that's another thing that we could talk about at a, at a later time too, but like a casual suit, if that's even a thing, but I would get, um, non-business details if i were going to wear a suit like i'd do maybe a soft rounded shoulder um triple patch pockets on on the um on the jacket uh open collared shirt maybe a pair of loafers yeah and a pocket square so still i'm i'm in a suit but it's it's casual it's a little more relaxed it's not it's not business like that's not Mm -hmm. something i would wear to a conservative like business like a bank or something like that um, I, I think it's okay. Um, you know, you've just, you, you've, you've got to have some wisdom in that. And, and it really comes down to common sense too. Um, someone actually asked the question, I can't remember if it was in a magazine or something, but they said, is it ever okay to wear a white tie to a black tie event? And the reply was only if you're in the orchestra. And that kind of made me chuckle because that was essentially them saying, no, don't, yeah. don't do that. Um, but you know, for for business casual, for me, I'm still a little more dressed up um, because, like, at, at our shop, I mean, we're always wearing a jacket. Ties are optional. I wear a tie probably the majority of the time. But, you know, I might do something like maybe a knit tie or, like, a textured tie or more pattern and not necessarily solid. So I'm, I'm mixing things up to kind of pull the formality back. But there are also some days where I'm, I want to be a little more formal. Yeah. I hope that answered the question. No, I think it does. And I think um, my general rule of thumb is try not to go one step above what the dress code is, only if, like, you're unsure. You know what I mean? So, like, 
if you know exactly, you've asked the host, they're like, hey, this is business casual. We're expecting a suit. We're expecting a tie. Formal conservative. Okay, so then don't go black tie. They told you what they wanted. Do what they want. Um, But as far as like trying to guess, kind of going back to like what you said, if you go one formality above, um, it gets a little bit shady between business and black tie. Like if you wear black tie to a business event, it can be a little bit off but like steer like if it's business maybe don't wear the red tie maybe wear a dark navy tie something like that because you can always take it off you can always modify down what you're wearing you can't always dress up and if you're already on the higher end there's different ways of going about like hey well maybe you're dressed up because you just came from work and you're required to wear something nice or hey i'm going somewhere else afterwards it requires like there's ways you can explain around it, but I would try my hardest to shoot in between the higher end of the formality level or like the low end of the next formality level. Yeah. In my opinion. And, and you know, uh, saying the same thing, but you know, it, it goes back to common sense. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're just, if you're meeting somebody for a first date and you show up in black tie, I mean, that's too strong. That's going to make the other person uncomfortable and you know you've completely missed an opportunity to build a relationship with somebody so that's why it goes back to the common sense of know where you're going know who you're going to see and you've got to be very conscious of what your clothing is communicating to people yeah now take that with a grain of salt too because for me i know the majority of the time when i walk into a place of business a restaurant or something i'm going to be the most dressed up guy there that's just who i am because i'm not trying to dress better to make everyone feel bad and make myself feel superior it's i just feel good i'm yeah. i'm more comfortable and confident in a suit and tie that doesn't make me unapproachable like i don't want you to talk to me like like let's have a conversation i'm still a normal person mm-hmm. but if somebody else is more dressed up than me you know i'm not offended by that i'm almost encouraged by that and just kind of tip my hat to the gentleman and like you know what you're, you're doing well like yeah. good job keep keep up that spirit and so that's my that's my two cents on yeah. that because that if you are overdressed and, and if someone looks down at you like oh god who's this you know who's this try hard he's just trying to wear a suit to make everyone like him do you really want to be in a relationship you know whether that's business platonic whatever whatever that may be I mean if someone's already judging you based off your appearance and you're being comfortable confident and you're truly being yourself that's not going to be a healthy relationship that's not going to be a good value to either of y'all mm-hmm. you'd be wasting each other's time so that's why it's like okay you've got to kind of not care what other people think and still be comfortable and confident in, in who you are yeah my rule of thumb for that is the only person you should care about what they think about your clothing is the host of an event you're going to so if i'm going somewhere that isn't required like i'm not being invited i'm just going on my own my own accord then wear whatever you want. I mean, if you want to dress up in black tie and go out to eat at McDonald's, freaking go to McDonald's in black tie. Who cares? But as long as it comes to, and this is kind of what we're talking about, is when you're invited somewhere and there's a there's a dress code. Um, and some restaurants do have a required dress code and some golfing places require dress codes. But unless you're going for a host, don't care about what they think because clothing is a sign of respect. Um, it can be a sign of self-respect or respect onto the side of the host. So if you're not comfortable in casual clothing, but your host requires you to wear casual clothing, suck it up, 
respect the host and wear something casual. Um, but that's pretty much my my only advice because, like, yeah, you should not be living based off of what other people think about your style. Yeah, because absolutely. Then what's the point of it? Yeah, and I mean, you're you're still right with that. That you know, unfortunately, we're in a very image based society, mm-hmm. and you know, people are going to judge you. No matter what you're wearing, if you're dressed down, they're going to be like, "Oh, this guy doesn't care about anything." If you're dressed up, "Oh, well, he cares too much." So, yeah. people are just going to judge you. And so, I've you know I've also heard the 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 quote that says, "People are going to stare, make it worth it." Yeah, exactly. Like, the majority of people really appreciate someone who's dressed up. You know, there have been plenty of places where I've I've dressed up and I've gone to, and they're like, "Oh, you look so nice. Where are you headed to?" And I'm like, "Here. Like, I came I came here." Yeah, and people don't know how to take that because you're going. You know, I want my clothing to respect you. I want it to respect the venue, this place of business, whatever that may be. You know, you are showing respect to that person, and unfortunately, we've lost uh, elements of that in our society that people don't understand that that respect can be given to them. And so, like, there was one night where I think I mentioned this in a in a podcast before, but I I really wanted to wear my tuxedo to my favorite cigar lounge in downtown Fort Worth. And it, by the way, it's called Silverleaf Cigar Lounge. Um, the owner there, his name is Jake. It's a great spot, so definitely go check that out. Not sponsored. They didn't pay me to do that. I'm just an absolute fan of that place, so go check it out. Anyway, um, I I just went, you know, it's a Saturday night. I mean, I've been there plenty of times. They know that I'm, you know, I dress up and I make the effort. No one's going to say anything bad. If they do, I don't really care. I just wanted to wear my tuxedo. That was the only reason. I didn't care if anyone liked it or any, if anyone hated it. So I got, you know, all dressed up and wore my tuxedo and uh, had actually a pair of uh, pearl, um, pearl cufflinks and I wore an ivory waistcoat and, you know, I had Prince Albert loafers and went to, went, went to the cigar lounge and smoked a cigar. The owner ended up coming in and he walked up and he always shakes my hand, but he walks up. He's like, Hey man, it's good to see you again. Looking sharp as always. I appreciate that. And, and he likes that because if you think about it, that only makes his establishment look so much better because he's mm-hmm. going, the, the, this is the type of clientele that I, that I attract. And keep in mind, you'll see guys wearing cargo shorts, tennis shoes, ball cap, and a polo. And then you'll see a guy in a tuxedo. And so it's showing it's like anyone's welcome here. Like you're more than yeah. welcome to. But people still appreciate that, that elevated mindset and that elevated respect showing like, you know what? This guy wanted to make the effort. And we like seeing this. Mm-hmm. And it's also that allure of, I came from somewhere better, like, not like in like a snooty way, but like having that like, hey, maybe he just came back from some big award ceremony and he's just chillaxing with like a, with a quick cigar. Like just that like mental image that people can conjure up when you're overdressed for like an outing, not so much an event. Cause like, again, like I said, that can be very disrespectful to a host, but like somewhere like a cigar lounge is like it almost starts creating like a cool backstory in everyone's head. Like, why yeah. is this guy wearing a tuxedo? And if they ask you, you're like, oh, I just want to wear a tuxedo, but you never know. Yeah. There was, uh, so on Fridays and Saturdays, there's live music at, at the cigar lounge. And I went to go see uh, the opera with my, with my mom and dad. So they ended up leaving. So I said goodbye and uh, right across the, um, the, so I went to the Bass Hall. And then right after that, the uh, the cigar lounge is like right across the street from it. So I went over there and I was still bow tie and 
dinner jacket knows everything. I was wearing that red dinner jacket. And there were like two or three people who like yelled from across the street, hey, that's a nice jacket. I appreciate <laughs> that, but it's actually pretty embarrassing too because someone hears, hey, that's a nice jacket. And then someone looks and sees this bold red jacket and then everyone's staring at me, which I appreciate, but I'm still going, Thanks, but don't do that again, you know. So I I go to the cigar lounge and uh the guy the guy playing music at the very end, he's like, Hey man, I see you in that red dinner jacket. Everyone turn around, look at that guy. He he he's a fly looking guy. Everyone look back there. And I'm like So I try to play and I'm like sitting against the back wall and so he points at me and everyone starts looking at me and I go Where'd he go? So like trying to take like trying to diffuse the the attention yeah. because I mean as great as the attention is, that's a lot and that kind of makes me uncomfortable. And I knew that that comes with the territory and sometimes you get no attention and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get all the attention. That's okay. And sometimes you get all the attention, you're going, I don't like that. I just wanted to chill, but you stick out like a sore thumb. But like I said, it comes with the territory and that's perfectly okay. Going yeah. back to what I said earlier. More people appreciate it than you'd really think. Yeah. You just lean back in your chair and raise your glass to the man who points you out. (laughs) Thanks, bro. But, no, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's common sense. It's personal preference. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, Now, one area of dress codes that I'm super passionate about and I've been talking a lot about is how they're how they're roped into business settings. So like business dress codes, this is what you're supposed to wear to work. They're obviously becoming a lot more casual. People are getting more jobs in the tech space. People are having less and less interaction with actual customers. So in their mind, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. Let the employees feel as comfortable as possible and we're gonna get more productivity out of them. Austin, where do you stand on that debate? For me, I draw the line in finance. Okay. The other day, I went to the bank because I like was depositing a a check or something like that. And and I and I look at the teller, and he's wearing a pair of like dumpy casual uh, khakis and a polo shirt that has you know the bank printed on it. Mm-hmm. And even though he's a teller, I'm going. I have to trust this guy with my money what your clothing is saying about you is casual. I'm relaxed. I'm comfortable. It's okay. Everything's good. But like my money is very important to me. And if you're taking a casual approach to it, like it's fine, we'll take care of it. Like that doesn't, that doesn't build trust Mm -hmm. in in my, keep in mind, I am one of the very few, one of the smaller in the minority of people who still want to see people dressed up. Like, yeah. If I go and I talk to a guy um, about investments or something like that, and he's wearing, you know, t-shirt and a pair of jeans, I'm going, I'm, you, you're not reiterating that that trust. You're not, yep. making, you're not making people comfortable. So th- that's my perspective, and that's my personal outlook on it. Now, like I said, if you're not in front of customers, if you're um, just in the tech world or something like that, yeah, I mean it's functional for you not to wear dress clothing because there's really not a huge reason to but there is some validity to still dress up because it changes the way that you feel about yourself Mm -hmm. you're more comfortable confident um 
but a lot of it has to go to people haven't been trained properly by um, by professionals and people who know what they're doing and teaching them about fit and uh, comfortable fabrics and making sure the garment can breathe and things like that. So um, everyone needs to be comfortable, but you've got to understand the industry that you're going into. Like if you're in the tech world, you're going to be a little more casual. If you want to dress up a lot, that's not the right industry. Mm-hmm. If you want to go into finance, but you want to wear jeans and t-shirts all the time, that's not the right industry. I mean, yeah, yeah. heck, I mean, if you own your own company and you don't have to see people, I mean, that's fine, but you got to understand that you're going to be in front of people and your clothing has to communicate trust because they mm-hmm. are, you know, giving you their money and you are returning, you know, your service to them and you want your clothing to, to reiterate that, that trust for you. So, you know, you, you expect your doctor to wear a white lab coat and more than likely a tie. You expect your lawyer to be in a suit and not dumpy jeans and a pair of sneakers that have a velvet strap on them. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, I, I agree. I mean, there are certain stereotypes, I guess you could say, of what you expect from someone to dress. Um, yeah. And I know you've probably heard me say it, and I know I say it a lot, but my personal opinion is I don't think dress codes, and when I and let me explain that real quick, dress codes as far as like telling employees what they need to wear, how they need to wear it, like not just like, hey guys, come dress appropriately for work. Like obviously that's important, but dress codes on trying to help people dress at work, I think yep. have no benefit whatsoever in a business. Um, and I, I think you talked about this in the last time we recorded. Uh, there was that company like in Switzerland. It's like you could yeah. do garlic or something like that. Tell them that story. Yeah. So there's this one company. Uh, it was a bank that like 15 other branches in Sweden. It was it was UBS Bank. Um, they rolled out this 40 page long, extreme like. Uh, rules and conduct guide pretty much and it was really extreme to the point where men had to hang their suits on certain hangers so the shoulders didn't wear out um you weren't allowed to eat garlic or onions for your lunch because that would make your breath smell bad after uh women got off their lunch they had to apply perfume uh they had certain perfumes they were allowed to wear they weren't allowed to wear like tie knots that didn't fit their face shape and they went into an extreme detail and somebody like myself at first when I heard this a while back, I was like, oh man, that bank probably is like doing so well because they are actually using style to its full potential. But now that you look back at it and actually look at their progress, they haven't really grown much. And if anything, they've gone down since this little campaign that they tried running. And it really like struck at me like, huh, let's go back to the human behavior of it. People aren't going to do what they don't want to do whether they're told to or not. So if I'm a guy who at home I'm wearing jeans, a t-shirt, sneakers, matching socks if you're lucky, and I'm thrown into an environment where I have to do everything perfectly to a T, that's going to do absolutely nothing for me because I just am just going through the motions. I'm not letting the clothing actually change my mindset because I look at it as a chore, not so much as an opportunity to actually use it. Um, you're going to be more focused of not pissing your boss off yes. instead of performing better. So you're like, I've got to put all this effort. So they're basically taking their, um, their, their, their focus off of their, off of their work. Exactly. Focusing it on this very intense dress code, which in that case, yes, that's way too far. I mean, that's, 
that that's too much. And mm-hmm. I would agree with you on that. And I think that it even comes down to one as a business owner, I would want to see how my employee takes pride in themselves on their own. Um, yeah. So if I have a bank and I mean, I don't know what all the legal rules are on being able to fire someone because they're not dressed well enough. But if I ran a bank and I told the teller, okay, you have to wear business appropriate clothing, but that's all I gave them. And I saw what they wore every day and I knew they were sloppy and I knew they didn't take care of themselves. To me, that's an indication that like, okay, I got to keep an eye on this guy. I got to know like how he's handling things because I see how he dresses. But if I tell another guy, same thing, and he comes in in a full suit, he's always well-groomed, he's always smelling good. Like that also automatically in my mind sets off indicators that this is an employee I want to look at. I want to track, see how he's doing and actually reward him for his time. It is just an external thing, but it says so much about a person's character. And, um, and then the next part about that is I think it's so beneficial for employees that there is such an open market now for a casual dress wear because now if you're that guy who shows up at the bank with the three-piece suit that's well-polished and groomed, you're going to be more sought after than the guy who's able to wear whatever he wants because mandatorily you only have to wear the polo with the bank logo. Like, obviously, people are going to want to talk to you about finances. People are going to want to invest with you because you have the opportunity now to stand out where before Stan was able to get just as many clients because he was forced to wear a suit, but he didn't want to. So I think there's two folds. One, it had really no benefit in the first place because people do what they want. And two, it just opens it up for managers, owners, and employees to take full advantage of their clothing. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right with that. And so, it, it, yes, it needs, and it, it needs to be a balance between finding what's best for your company and also what's best for the, the people that work there because, mm-hmm. you know, they're the boots on the ground people. And so you want to make sure that they're comfortable. You want to make sure that they're okay. But, you know, there's one client came in uh, to our shop and he's young professional and needed some, some dress clothes. And I think he actually worked at like a bank or some kind of financial company or something like that. Yeah. So we got him a suit, sport coat and all that stuff like that. So his first day he wore a gray suit, white shirt and like a, like a cool tie. And someone's like, oh, man, you know, you look really nice. Appreciate it. And he's like, oh, man, you know, awesome. Thank you so much. And then, like, the next day, he wore a sport coat, a uh, blue striped shirt, and then a pair of, like, navy trousers. And guy came up, and he's like, hey, man, you know, you look good, but, you know, he goes, we're business casual, so, you, you know, you don't have to wear that. He goes, okay, you know, I appreciate that. But he felt comfortable and confident, and he kept wearing it. So, like, the mm-hmm. next day, he wore the gray suit again, like, with a different shirt. And a guy came up, and he goes, bro, you got to stop dressing up. And for me, that kind of pissed me off because I'm yeah. going – wait, this guy is making an effort and he's comfortable and confident. And isn't that what you want to be pulled out of your, yes. your, you know, your, your, not your clients, but your, your employees, like the people who work with you, your associates. And, and I'm like, Oh God. So then he comes back in to pick up a jacket we were working on for him. And he got a, uh, what was it? He got, a pair of khakis and uh he had a polo on that again had the had the bank logo on it i'm going so why did we spend all all this time making you look great 
like did those people find find you as a threat if you're making the effort to dress well and showcase respect for the clients and showcase respect for you know your place of business and maybe the higher ups are feeling i don't know um not frustrated but maybe they're feeling um threatened by you or something that's mm-hmm. more about your insecurity than than anything i mean that that kind of needs to be an attitude adjustment in, in my mind. Yeah, and honestly, going back on that, is that is a big thing is outdressing your boss because there's a lot of bosses out there that have really big egos that that would send them off the edge. And it's a real thing that you need to consider. But in my mind, it's like that tells me so much about the place I work at. Do I really yep. want to be there? If this guy has such a big ego that me dressing better than him just because I like it, not to like get under his skin – but do you really want to be working for someone like that? And obviously, don't just quit your job if you have an amazing job and you're in the industry you like just because this guy doesn't like you dressing up. But seriously, like, take some time. Like, like I said, it, clothing tells so much about a person that it's nice to see how somebody dresses on their own. It's like, obviously, a kid's going to look like a professional at walking when they're really young, when a parent's holding their hand. But you really see where they need to develop when you let them try and walk on their own. And, um, and I don't want it to get confused. I do think that people should be dressing up at work just cause I think dress codes are stupid. Doesn't mean I think putting pride in your outfit is stupid, but I don't, I just love being able to see what people do when they're able to do whatever they want. And I, and one thing too, I think that what could be good is bringing in a balance of like, like for me, you know, if I, you know, best case scenario, you know, I end up owning the shop. Um, I think one thing I would consider is maybe like, instead of casual Fridays, we do formal Fridays. So mm. wear a suit or a three-piece suit with a tie, so be a little more formal. But the rest of the week, and then maybe like casual Monday, Monday. yeah, or something like that, like to change it up. So you're you're keeping your excuse me, keeping yourself well-rounded, mm-hmm. and then you're giving them like, you know, what, hey, I want you dressed up, but I'm not requiring it every single day, just once a week. Yeah. Once a week is not bad. That's really not that big of an issue. And honestly, that that actually gave me a good idea. That's a great way to help people in your business without mm-hmm. making it mandatory. So if it's like, yeah, every time you come in, it's jeans and a polo. That's the lowest you can go. And everyone takes advantage of it. And then you're like, hey, every Saturday, you got to wear a suit. Then that kind of – and that goes back to like where I was – I talked about this in this long article I wrote is don't have a dress code, but have people to teach your employees how to dress. And that is a great way. It's like, Hey, yeah, wear whatever you want. If you want to be casual, if you want to be formal all week, but Saturday we're just all dressing up as a group. I think it's a great way for people to like get out of their box, be more confident, try different things. Absolutely. Yeah. That's totally allowed because I mean, you're the boss, but, but yeah, it does start slowly introducing like, Hey, maybe, I mean, if I have to wear a suit every Saturday, maybe I'll invest in it. Maybe I'll try and look as good as I can on a Saturday. Like, those are cool tactics to help people learn how to dress well without m- making it mandatory. And to appreciate it more. I mean, if you think mm-hmm. about with art, like modern art, modern art is not everybody's cup of tea. It's not everyone's taste. But, you know, you can still get them to respect and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And that's perfectly okay. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. And there's, a, there's actually when I... There's a church I went to in Pittsburgh that there was a guy who went there, but his name was Bob, and he would come to church every day. And I mean, his clothes were a little bit dated. Obviously, he was a very, he was an older gentleman, but.
but he always wore a suit and tie and he loved it. But his career was he was a welder. So he never really wore a suit and tie. But every time, because I was into style at the time, he would always talk to me about it. He was like, I love church for the reason that I get to dress up. And I love going as all out as I can. Yeah, because on a normal day-to-day basis, he's not. But he wants to be able to be like, hey, this is what I look like when I clean up. And giving people those opportunities, yeah, can make it a more special, more cherished time of the week for them. Yeah. And what's cool about that, too, and one thing I wanted to bring up, too, is that, you know, he's somebody that appreciates it. He gets mm-hmm. it. He understands it. Um, Because everything is going casual now, the guy in the suit and tie is more of a rebel than the guy in a yeah, pair yeah, of yeah. jeans and a suit. Like, people aren't required to wear a suit and tie anymore. But when you see a guy wear a suit and tie, it's either, you know, you can tell that he's going somewhere or he just wants to. Exactly. And that's cool. For me, you know, that's why I, I like clothing is that, you know, you don't have to, but you get to. There's exactly. That fun aspect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and now another part of this that I think is very, um, very on topic for our podcast is how do you see this decline in dress dress clothing for retail stores? Because obviously we're talking about our theories of like, yeah, you should be able to like actually see when people care. Let the people who care rise to the top. But as a men's retail store, that means you start losing sales because people aren't required to. Thoughts on that? I wouldn't necessarily say that we're losing sales. It's just those sales are going someplace else. Mm. And so even though it might not be a big ticket item of a suit, you know, it's going into more sportswear, it's going into more jeans and things like that. And so for me, that's when a guy comes in and he's making the investment into a custom suit or a, you know, a well-fitted tailored suit. It's because he, he wants to, Mm -hmm. some guys have to, but it's now because they want to, Um, I had this one guy, he's a, he's a graduate student doesn't have a lot of money, but he saw that my, my jacket, I'm not wearing it today, but he saw that my jacket had functional button cuffs and he brought in an H and M suit to be altered. And he goes, can, can we add, you know, functional button cuffs on, on my suit? I said, technically we can, but it's a hundred dollar suit and you spent about $200 on your suit. So it's not really worth putting all that effort into it, but it was a way for me to talk about custom. And then we started doing custom and then we did a custom suit for him. He got a uh, contrast, uh, you know, contrast button on the lapel and, and the last buttonhole on his on his suit. He picked a lining that was very specific to him. And so, if he had an item or if he had a, something that he needed to dress up and and to do, um, he he already had something ready. And so, yeah. we're I'm starting to see more. And I'm not going to say the guys who didn't want to dress had substance, but. Now we're seeing substance of like more guys caring of they want to dress up. They want to wear a suit. They get to. Yeah. And, um, and I agree. I do see like, yeah, you're, you just have to learn how to pivot as a store because if, I mean, people are still wearing clothes to work. It's just what clothes are they wearing to work? How can you get that? Um, and I think it's just a big, like wait, like it's time for retail stores, especially specialty men's stores to wake up and get their head out of the sand because if you're going to keep holding on to this notion of, oh, they shouldn't be changing, you need to wear a suit, how can you not wear a suit, rah, rah, rah. like you're going to end up just being washed away and being irrelevant. But being able to wake up and be like, okay, 
it's now not about having the best suit at the best price because everyone needed a suit. Now, who offers the best experience? If mm-hmm. I walk into your shop and you're on me from the beginning and you're teaching me and you're showing me and because business casual is so crazy right now and so like dysfunctional on what that actually means, if you help me decipher that, I'm yeah. most definitely going to come back to you rather than walking into Macy's and being like, and not to like shame Macy's or anything, but if you walk into Macy's and you're like, okay, I got to figure this out on my own. So how can you mm-hmm. make it an immersive experience where, yeah, maybe you don't sell suits anymore and you sell jeans and sport coats, but how do you get that yeah. guy to come in to care about the jeans and sport coats he's wearing and make it almost like a coffee shop rather than a retail store? Because we still need to make sure that people are expressing their, their true selves, mm-hmm. you know, essentially through our lens and our look. And for me, I mean, I want to see every single guy who walks into our shop in a suit. I want to see yeah. him in a custom made suit. That's not every guy's that's not every guy's cup of tea. They don't really care about that. They don't add value into that. And so that's not saying anything bad about them. Of course, my feelings can get hurt sometimes. It's like, oh, I'm retired. I don't need to wear clothes and stuff like that. I'm like, and I'm just that's kind of boring. But I have some clients that they're like, man, I I need more. I just you know keep yeah. getting me more, keep getting more and more stuff because they love it and that they want it. And so that's not saying anything bad about the guys who don't want to dress up because that's not where their value is put. So yeah. if I'm selling them something that I think is going to be good for them, but they're never going to wear, I've I've failed them essentially. Mm-hmm. And. I do. I mean, one. When did when did it become a thing where retirement means you start care, stop caring about life? But yep. the other thing on the flip side is you do have to understand is like, clo- like the reason we wear clothing and as tacky and cheesy as this is going to sound is to make you happy. Like you should be happy when you dress up. You should be more confident. Of communication. Exactly. So if somebody doesn't value a custom suit, forcing them in it, that's not where their happiness is going to be. So maybe that guy who's retired would rather spend the money on a custom fishing pole than he would a custom suit. Well, obviously, yes, go for that because that's going to make you happy. That's going to that's gonna serve you in the long run. But yeah, yes, that guy, you still need to figure out how to decipher him, how to get him into clothing that does fit his lifestyle but still makes him look amazing and makes him feel great. Absolutely.